Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us Bernadette Gold. She is a no-nonsense spiritual teacher, master healer, and conscious leader. She is also the author of The Crooked Path to a Charmed Life, a clairvoyant medium's journey to embracing her spiritual gifts. She also is the host of the Intuitive Intelligence Podcast, where she helps you apply spiritual principles to your daily life. Today, she joins us and brings her wisdom to talk about spiritual awakening. And Mandy won't be able to join us today. We'll miss her. But thank you so much, Bernadette, for being with us. I'm excited to talk to you. So where are you joining us from? San Antonio. Oh, okay. Where are you? (laughs) I'm in Colorado. We're in Colorado. Um, Aurora. Okay. I lived outside of Durango for almost 18 years. Oh, really? What was over there? I moved out to the country from San Diego, moved between Durango and Pagosa, lived out there, built a farm out there. Oh, how fun. I wanted to go to visit my friend in San Antonio, and I suggested to my younger child in front of my older, and I was like, let's go to SeaWorld. And my son was like, what? Yeah, she's never been to SeaWorld. He goes, mom, you're not going to SeaWorld. Oh, it's not good to go to SeaWorld. It's two hours to the coast. I'm like, how did they get these animals here? I know, right? It's not right. I'm generation X. So I'm mid forties. It's not like my generation was advocating as young as they are. We we didn't even realize it. You know, I didn't anyways. I'm so glad that those kind of things are coming to light because it's not right. Just like you said, it's not right. Oh, I know they are just like this more empathetic generation. It makes it a lot easier to talk to them about things that I'm trying to escape out of the box from because they're already there. They're, they never were in the box to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this new generation, that's what they're supposed to be doing. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's amazing. It is amazing. So you are a no nonsense spiritual teacher. ah you know what some of us need that no nonsense yeah so and I'm a psychic I just released my memoir most of what I'm doing now is because we're transitioning everything away from just hourly sessions I'm doing a lot of packages and coaching with people and I've been doing that for a number of years but now I'm like getting rid of a lot of the just one-off sessions and working with people at a deep level to get them shifted yeah Yeah. And it's because it seems like you get to a point where you do need a little guidance of what's going on. I've found that that's why a lot of people are seeking our podcast because they're like, what's going on with me? I got to see if anybody else is experiencing this. And if you don't really have a lot of guidance, I think you get kind of out of control. And there's a lot of stuff that's crap out there. Yeah. I mean, I raise, you know, I raise up, I train advanced psychics and healers, right? I feel like that. Yeah. (laughs) And there's so much out there that's so confusing to people, but moving beyond the spiritual awakening. And that's the thing. A lot of stuff out there is keeping people very trapped in the cycle and circle of spiritual awakening. And they're not growing, which is why. And, you know, I mean, I've been doing readings and coaching for 22 years and I've watched it all. I was a coach before anyone knew what that meant. And I was a psychic before it was cool and popular. 
You know what I mean? Like I was born and raised this way and had to navigate life with my gifts and go through my own initiations and different awakening points and pivot points. And I've watched the stuff out there and I've got people that come to me and they're like, what is, I don't even know what's happening with me. I hear it's called a spiritual awakening. I'm working with someone right now who went through a Kundalini awakening and it's actually spiritual attack. It's not Kundalini awakening. When you think, oh, this is all okay. No, all the symptoms you're experiencing, that's spiritual attack. And well, that's so interesting that ah. you say that, Bernadette, because during my journey of awakening, when I started to become very aware, one of the things that happened to me is I was smelling. I had this like phantom smell. This is very, very early on. And I mean, I hadn't taken Reiki or anything yet. I mean, I was just kind of awakening to wait, I'm more than a body. Wait, what, do, what do I believe in? And, you know, I just was so confused, but I start, so for like a year, I had the smell. I went to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, get, get a cat scan. I think I have a tumor. And then they're like, no, no tumor, you know? And I'm like, well, then I must have, be having some sort of schizophrenia, some phase of it. No, none of that. And then I had someone tell me, I think you're smelling demons because you're meditating all the stuff you're tapping into. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to hell. I mean, there were so many different things that were coming outside that were telling me, which had me even more confused. But actually what ended up happening is that I believe I was just smelling energy is what it came down to it. But like going through it, it was scary. No, your clear sentience was opening. That's all. Yeah, the, there's a lot of that. The Kundalini stuff, though, it, you know, you're blending different belief systems that you have no training in. Wow. And a lot of people are like, well, let's go be like the yogis. All right. They train their aesthetics, train hard. They even say you can't have a normal life and have your Kundalini rise. It can cause yeah. a mental break, a, psych- yeah. a psychotic break, which is what is happening with a lot of people you know, and, and you're, you're straddling belief systems with no training with and then calling it this thing. Yeah. It opens you up to demonic attack because that's all the stuff in the fourth dimension, mm-hmm. you know, fourth dimensions, hopes, fears, and those who haven't crossed over. And then the dark ones come through the fourth dimension. If we don't push above that in our consciousness, we can get trapped there. But the other stuff that's going on right now that I see in the metaphysical communities there's all this talk of live in the 5D, live in the 12D, live it. Okay, you're in the 3D. Right. Live your life in the 3D and integrate your connection to higher self and stop trying to get out. And yeah. what I see is everybody's just trying to do this thing where they're like, oh, I'm, I'm ascending. I'm an expanded human. You're still human. It's about becoming more human with all of your capabilities connected to the higher realms open. This oh, isn't about so just true. drift off into la la land. So my thing is all about like, you know, I'm struggling right now in identifying for people what to call me because oh, I, I hate the word psychic. I've always hated that word. Intuitive isn't strong enough for what I do. Everyone calls themselves intuitive and I don't necessarily like the moniker spiritual teacher, although you know, that's what comes through. And then the word coach, what's happening in the coaching industry is same thing that I see happening in the spiritual community. You know, the, one of my mentors says it's a coaching world is a low bar of entry, but it's a high bar to be successful. It's the same way in the spiritual communities. You know, it's a low bar to get in. You can be a tarot reader. You can be an energy healer. You can be all these things. 
but you don't even have full understanding, nor have you done the work on yourself or your ego to make sure that you're not tapping negative spirits. Mm, I don't even know what to tell myself anymore. I really don't. And, and even for a while there, I thought it was so cool to call myself a Reiki master teacher. And I'm like, no, I don't want to call myself just that because that even just puts me into a box, just that. And really, that's not where I find I'm completely aligned with just putting myself there. Because And I they're like all tools. I mean, yeah. right? Like intuition mm-hmm. is a tool. Energy mm-hmm. healing is a tool. Coaching right. is a tool. All these things are tools. And if you're not highly skilled in using those tools, what's the point? Everyone yeah. wants a title. So it's really difficult because right. I don't like being in a box either, but the ego the, thing. it is an ego thing, but it's, it's also just a very limited understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we're so used to having to label everything mm-hmm. and then we become biased to, to whatever label, but there's such negative connotations with the coaching world, with the psychic world, with spiritual communities, with the metaphysical community. It's just, it's all a big mess right now. And there's a lot of disinformation as much as there is out in the world. It's happening within these communities as well. What's happening too. I saw like all of these tools are being introduced to the world. Like we had someone on talking about I Ching, ancient technique, but it's now being introduced again to the, the modern world. So today, and people have never heard of it and they're excited about it and want to learn more about it. Someone brought up Astrodice in an episode and, and I got online to look and see what Astrodice is. Another very ancient technology, you know, ancient technology, kind of, <laughs> but it's a technique that is being introduced again. You can buy Astrodice on Amazon for like five bucks. And I was like looking at all this and I see the beauty of the ancients, the indigenous coming forward. But yet, do we know what we're messing with? Do we know what we're tapping into? Because there is as much light as there is dark. Do you not agree? I do totally agree. And one of my problems with all these tools and trinkets (laughs) is that a lot of it, you know, whether it's a tarot card or the I Ching, and I've studied the I Ching for a number of years and or runes or whatever, these are tools tune in your intuition. Mm-hmm. My problem is people are using the tools outside of themselves, mm-hmm. not doing the inner work they need to be doing to be able to tap what's inside of them. And it's, so they're giving their power away, you know, whether you're giving it to a psychic or you're giving it to the magic eight ball doesn't really matter. It's still outside of you, which means you're not tapping intuition. You're not tapping higher self and you're not making decisions for yourself at the highest level. It's, well, this tool told me, the psychic told me. I have found that when you want to tap into tools and you want to be at this, because some people just desire to really be like, you know, in the spiritual place and have all of this amazing gifts, there's so much healing. There's so many layers of healing that goes with those gifts coming forth. So here's a question for you, right? This is a very, I love this conversation, by the way, very excited about this. Why have we still compartmentalized spirituality away from our regular lives? We've separated it. We're still in separation. People want to talk about unity consciousness. You can talk all that, all you like all day long, but here's the deal. Like I've heard people, and I was on a podcast not that long ago, we were talking about bypassing, spiritual bypassing and emotional bypassing. Someone brought up the term like spiritual narcissist. I'm like, look, none of these need the spiritual in front of it. 
A narcissist is a narcissist, no matter what community they're in. Bypassing is bypassing, no matter how you're doing it, right? And this is where I get very practical and start removing these excessive labels that are doing nothing but distracting people. We should embrace and embody we are human. Yes, we're spirit first. We're energy first. The intellect, the emotions, right? The mind and the emotions, the body and spirit are all one. So when you start to segregate and pull them out, now you're separating who you are. You're not unifying. That's what we're here for. Even if we are so spiritual, the journey was to here into this physical bodies. This is my journey. And I was fine being spiritual. I was like, yes, I will stay up here in my vacation, in my meditation forever. But what actually knocked me down was the fact that I was never feeling grounded. So when I did, I mean, my journey took me so deep into my ancestry. It became such a part of who I am. I mean, I was healing for four plus years, all of the freaking negative patterns that were passed down from generation to generation. I was telling and finding stories from my ancestors that needed to be told so that I could get to the spiritual place that I wanted to be. There was years and years of the physical healing that needed to be done, not just in my body, but in lineages. And so that's where my journey really hit me hard, where it was like, no, Yes, you've discovered your spiritual being. That's beautiful. But guess what? There's so much work that you have to do for this earth, for the people who gave you this body. And so that's how I figured that out for myself. And why are we healing lineages? I mean, here's what it boils down to, to end historical trauma and generational trauma that's still playing out in our society on planet earth. This isn't about pitching out. This is about fix the things you and your ancestors created now, Mm -hmm. period. I know because it's still living right here and you cannot pretend it doesn't exist. And when you do look at all the problems that we have right now, it is from the past and people just don't want to go that deep and heal, but it's just like common sense. It's just like a healing on the body. You literally cannot pretend you do not have this open wound on you and walk around life. Like it doesn't exist. Well, so I accessed the Akashic records for people and, and used to do a lot of Akashic record readings and since stopped, pulled it down for this reason. I mean, a lot of people will come to me for the right reasons and understand why you want to tap the Akashic records and find out why you have repeating patterns in this life. Those are great. Then I have other people that come to me and it's like a vacation for them. Tell me who I was in a past life. I don't tap like that. I go into the Akashic records to find out what choices you made against your own soul, Mm -hmm. against your purpose in past lives that you've taken and repeated. Still, it's showing up in this life for you to resolve, which is then going to be tied to the things that you've experienced in this lifetime. It's not a game. It's supposed to give you insight into why certain things exist within you and what your soul is trying to work out yes, karmically, I guess you could call, but there's patterns that we bring from other lifetimes into this lifetime. And they can be health patterns. They can be emotional patterns. They can be mental patterns. They can be all kinds of different things. And then we're bringing in the same people that we've traveled with in other lifetimes to resolve it, to choose a higher path. 
right? But first we have to understand what were the lower path choices we made. Wow. That reminds me of that's like doing ayahuasca for fun and because you want to just escape or if you wanted to take it for healing and for a more sacred purpose. And so you're right. So this is happening right now, right? So people are wanting to get so high vibe to reach these cool planes for what, for what power? It's ego. No, it's all ego. ego. It's all ego. I mean, all all the stuff that separates us from who we truly are is ego. And that's what I've been teaching forever. Like, you know, people know me as, as the ego whisper, because it, that's that thing that separates you from your highest self separates you from source energy. It's the mask, the veil that comes in and goes, yeah, you're human. Look at you. But it's also that inner critic and all the programs and patterning that you brought with you that needs to be lifted. You lift that veil, that mask of the ego, and now you can connect on a higher level. Do we all have spiritual gifts? Everybody does. Yeah. I mean, the the Bible talks about it. Mm -hmm. We are all spiritual. Yeah. It's not something we're trying to attain to. Right. I see what you're saying. Yes. That's a good point. And I think that for myself growing up Catholic, right? It's like, yes, you are God's child. As long as you, right. There's these conditions. Yeah. And the one thing I discovered, yeah. (laughs) Right. With discovering self-love and kind of that inner journey starts when that starts, you realize, oh, I am loved regardless of the conditions that religion had taught me because there was so much shame and sin and negative stuff that was placed on me if I wasn't this and I wasn't. Think about it though. Separation of church and state started way back, but spirituality was hijacked by the dogmatic politicians of way back. So it's been this thing of separation and for people to still be not understanding or seeing that we in our language, even in the spiritual communities are separating the physical, the spiritual we're separating it. We're like, well, this is who I am in my human life when I go to work. And then this is who I am with family. And then this is who I am when I meditate or when I tap my gifts, you're still separating it. That was never the point. You need to be the same through and through, no matter where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you grew up this way. I, yeah, I was born gifted. My grandmother on my father's side was a psychic healer as well from Hawaii. It's in our lineage. That's so beautiful. Definitely. I was not, but looking back, it's not that they weren't, of course, like you just said, they all are. So they were purposely covering themselves from sharing their gifts, which is so sad. My grandmother was doing healings on people back in Hawaii. This was back in the forties and fifties and even into the sixties and the, the local doctors and politicians shut her down. She wasn't allowed to do it anymore. You know, so So, government, so powers always tried to control it because they're afraid what's going to happen if everybody does understand that they're spiritual being shit, no one's going to follow anything that we've been telling them to do. (laughs) What have we done with the natives? Right. I'm very, very tied closely in with the Navajos and, you know, my own ancestry is very indigenous. What have they done in every indigenous population? They've come in, they've taken their names, they've taken their traditions, they've taken their, their brand of beliefs. And they've said, you can't do it anymore. 
I found in my ancestry. So I am from Louisiana. So I have, you know, voodoo in my lineage. Actually, I have Marie Laveau in my trees. What she did, and I did a lot of research on her because, you know, of course I grew up in the issues of boogeyman. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is why they hid who they were. No. But the thing was, she wasn't, she was just very much a healer. And because of the law that she had to be Catholic, what she did is she took and embraced the Catholicism into her own practices, which she knew worked. I was like reading all this. I'm like, dude, she does like exactly what I do. She's not evil. She's not out there sacrificing people and doing what they said she was doing. They didn't like her because she sat with the sick and she didn't get sick. She sat with prisoners, right? How's that that different than Jesus? I know because she was not the same as they were. They they killed him too. I mean, that's what people seem to forget that are very religious is like, he wasn't hanging out with the church elders. He was turning the tables over in the temples. It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees that killed him. He was the one hanging with the prostitutes, those sick and elderly. Like that was his gig, right? Mm -hmm. How did you forget that? He taught that. How did, how did you not teach exactly what he literally said he was doing? Well, right now, girl, I've been on this kick with the Gnostic, the old scripture, like in the Nagamati and all of these different, you know, books that I had never read before. And I'm just like, wow, we have really been misled and structured into this, the great American way. This is how everyone should be. And this means you're a great human and a good person. And used to make me so angry. Now it's almost like a whole entire grieving process that I had to go through. But I had to, because had I not gone through it, I probably wouldn't be so free of it now. Yeah. You have to unlearn what you were programmed to believe. And it's an intense process. Spiritual awakening is, is not for the weak heart. You know, it doesn't, everyone goes through it at a different level for a different length of time. And there, you have more than one sort of awakening. We have several throughout our lifetimes. Every time you're going to another level of understanding, there's going to be other barriers you've got to break down. Um, and studies great, but where do you apply it? And the whole thing is, you know, you're not in a cave in India. You've got to live outside the cave, you know, that you've got children, you've got a job, you've got to pay bills. And so this thing where you're choosing either or is still you operating in the paradigm of separation, right? That's like people just don't yeah. get that. And, and yeah. on a much higher level, it isn't about separation. It's about bring it into the here and now. And yeah, there's mm-hmm. teachers that, that write books and they're like, your powers in this moment, but people don't really get that. They're still like, well, I'm in this moment, but I'm in the 12 D and I'm pitched out astral traveling what's the point? You're still just feeding your ego and looking for an experience, right? You're not showing up present and being love, being wisdom, being grace. So I'm hoping to reach those who have an ear to hear (laughs) hard to understand, like get out of the distraction and let's bring it into the practicality and merge it and integrate it back into its wholeness. Don't you kind of feel like sometimes when stuff like this happens, I almost feel like this about this generation, like Gen Z, it's, there's a transitional period that's happening and there's no structure to it quite yet. So it's a little out of control. 
they are, you know, standing up for their own. They're speaking out for the first time more than any other generation. They're able to be very unified within them, their generation, but yet they have no structure. But we're not meant to. Structure and boxes and labels is a man-made control technique. That's what that is. I mean, I've, I've watched it since I was little mm-hmm. and just been appalled at all of these controls that are put in place. And one of the things that I think a lot of newly awakened people don't understand and watching the new generations, and I have a 30-year-old and then I have a 20-year-old, right? And then I have a 20, 10, almost 10 years old granddaughter. So I've watched three generations now. And each one of them, because my girls are 10 years apart, mm-hmm. it's like only children in two different generations. I've yeah. watched them come in with individual gifts. My oldest is an indigo. Well, indigos came to break the system. They came to break it. And then the crystals coming behind them, which is my youngest, she was there to provide something completely new. Well, what did they provide? This confusion of gender. And at first, when it started to happen, I started to question spirit about them. Like, what is this about? And they said, it is literally in every household so that they can no longer judge. And if they do judge their own flesh and blood, their own children, they're condemning themselves. Mm. So there's a whole other layer of breakdown, the structure, break down the box. This is to take us to the unlimited potential. You can't have unlimited potential if you're trying to control it and box it in. It's exciting. It's exciting. It it is exciting. I I just don't like all of the the misleading stuff out there, but that's going to be there no matter what, because ego's going to go and it still rules this planet. For myself, and I think, and I've definitely, you know, gone down certain rabbit holes big time, deeply. And then kind of get to the point where I'm starting to feel like maybe this isn't good. And you have to trust that discernment because I'm like, wait, this is kind of radical what they're saying. This is such a conspiracy that sounds just really far out there. And then me thinking, I spent a lot of energy into this. This is, this is crazy actually. And coming out of it going, yeah, I need to trust that discernment more, right? We have to trust because our bodies will tell us. Absolutely. And our bodies are, are one of the greatest manifesting tools that we have, you know, when we're off track, it will manifest in our bodies. And as you're talking, an image just keeps popping up. And I was just teaching my class about this the other day, it came up then too. And it's the image of like a circus, you know, the big top, but as you're making your way to the big top, to the main show, where you get to see the elephants and you get to see the monkeys and the tigers, you know, we've got all of these little arcade games. Yeah. Call them them modalities, (laughs) call them learnings, call them different belief systems. And you're making your way to the the big show, but instead Mm -hmm. you're getting sidetracked. Oh, go into that tent, go see what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the show's starting and you're not even there. You've missed it because you're just playing with all of this outer entertainment stuff and getting hit with all the sparkly there's so much sparkly in this realm of awakening. It's no different than the world. Like really those who call themselves spiritual are so separated that they're like, well, you know, the material world and money and the physicality. These things are the things that are a product of our thoughts. 
are the product of our images, right? Which is how things are manifest. So to judge those and to separate yourself from that and look down upon that, you're no different than those in the world looking at you and going, the spiritual people are kooky. (laughs) Right. Everybody's pointing a finger and it's like, still not seeing the separation. And, and that separation is what causes so much pain and prolongs the spiritual awakening process for so many. And many people don't come out of the dark night of the soul. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Cause yes, I think you're right. And what's so funny is the one thing I think that when there was a, well, there was a few things. Once I had that love, that unconditional love from within, and I, I had full awareness that I was a soul And I also had an ego that I needed to be the witness of. The one thing I I hated the most when I discovered all this was the separation. I was like, we have so many things that separate us. Everything is set up for separation. You know, gender, belief systems, right, left, white, black. I mean, it's unbelievable. The hierarchy. You know, for a number of years, I dropped in um, when I was younger to this place of, of just absolute disgust and depression because everywhere I could see the things people were feeling and thinking, and nobody was making connection. And it really did boil down to understanding. We all are at choice. The ego is the only thing that it it gives us free will. Like to me, the operating principle of the ego and why we can never get rid of it in human form is because it's the veil that gives us choice. gives us, you know, you you talk about like the teaching in the Bible about the garden of Eden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? That's the ego. Yeah, that is the ego. And when you can hit those points where the ego's not in operation, or you can slide the ego over and see the truth Mm -hmm. rather than get caught up in the drama and choose to be loved, choose to connect choose to have grace. Now you're operating from a higher principle, but people that are asleep don't know they're asleep. I mean, I always go back to the words Jesus said on the cross, forgive them father, for they know not what they do. And then there's another line to that. When they figure it out, they're going to have a good laugh, but it won't happen until they're dead. Well, I mean, if you would have came by my house 20 years ago, I was definitely asleep. And I guess one of the major things that came out of all of my ancestry stuff though, is that it stops with me. So all the, th- all the hiding, all of the shame, all of the fear for my mother and her mother and all of those women, what most people would think the weakest of my ancestors have been the strongest for me. It, you know, I can tell you the stories about the slaves and the masters, right? Maybe it is not relevant. Some of the exact stories, but it is relevant to today's world because we are still carrying these things and they're still healing. Yeah. I mean, it's so very it's interesting cute. when you, when you start to go back historically and look at ancestors and, and people think that we really haven't evolved, but oh. if you really go back to the days where they were, I mean, there was battles every day. It was a bloodbath. We've evolved so much, you know, when it comes to just having empathy. Yeah. And it took rules for us to not hurt each other, but we're still fighting. It's the same fight. We haven't evolved out enough out of that. 
So like literally all of this on the path of spiritual awakening, it really is about removing the separation and grow into the place where we're not divided inside of us. Yeah. And then expressed outwardly, we're not divided out there. It doesn't matter if where you are in the path, I'm still going to love you. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to see beyond even the masks of your ego, even the really wretched masks that play out actions in the world that are just harmful, you know, but we have evolved. So like, it's not all bad at all. I just think we're, we're at a time in history right now where people are looking for more depth finally. Yeah, I know. And do you feel like we're getting a lot of assistance because I've had a few spirits come in and I'm like, who are you? I didn't call on you. I'm not Irish. I don't know who you are. <laughs> You're coming we're, to me. The veil is very thin, you know, and we're definitely getting assistance from higher level beings that would yeah. like to help us evolve, but we have called on them. We don't know that we're, or we're not conscious of the fact that we've called upon them. But, our souls are like, but hey. if you think about like, you don't even know who you were before you came into this body. Most people don't have remembrance of their past lives. They just don't, depending on what culture they come in. Some cultures, they have full remembrance and it's not programmed out of them, right? Think about the Dalai Lama. But if we understood how many times we've been here, Mm -hmm. so are they just like, we didn't call upon them or did, did we already have this conversation? Everything happens at the same moment. I mean, this is a whole other conversation. If you collapse time and space, because that too is a fourth dimensional thing. Time is a fourth dimensional thing. And so they are us Mm -hmm. just a higher level of us that have a bigger viewpoint and can see farther, feel deeper and know what's coming that are here to assist. It's not so far out there. You know, cause that's what I see too. There's a bunch of people channeling and, and they're saying, well, these are the messages from aliens, or these are the messages from this angel or that, you know, th- that information can be tapped for yourself. You don't need to be listening to all this other stuff. And here's the thing. Most of that stuff's fluff. It's not useful. It's right. a distraction. They're getting stuck in the tent. Oh yeah. Close your eyes. <laughs> you missed <laughs> the show. <laughs> yeah. Now you got to come back and do it again and work your way back up to this point that you evolved to so that you can go beyond it in the next life. You know, I've had so many people tell me, well, I don't want to come back again. Well, everybody feels that way, but until they realize how much power they actually hold and start to live from that power. And that's the point of all of this live in the now yes. express your power and choose choose how you're going to show up in any given moment, no matter the circumstances and ignore the circumstances, create it your way. Yeah, I know. Sometimes we're looking so far out and it's like, it doesn't even exist. Don't even go there. It's right here. You need to be met right here in this moment. Yeah. There's a whole, I mean, there's just so much in the realm of like toxic positivity and the bypassing stuff and playing with ayahuasca or peyote. These are sacred medicines and they're meant for ceremony. Yeah. And so I've heard of people that have come to me that have done ayahuasca ceremonies and literally hit this super dark place and had a mental break and it affected them for the rest of their life. Yeah, These are the things, right? Yeah, they're and, not yeah. to be played. I know. With. If you're not ready for that, you're forcing ayahuasca's medicine. And in ayahuasca in traditional indigenous 
they don't mix it with a chemical drug to create hallucinations. It's not done. Like, so the fact that that's what's being done to have this weekend, you know, overnight trip, you're looking for an outward experience or something you can, you can grab onto. You're not willing to do the work. Yeah. You can have all of those visions, do the work. It is work. None of this is easy. And this is like your soul's work. This is it's it's your life like work. Going to That's work. what you came for. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. And so when you said something a few minutes ago, you said some people say, I don't want to come back. It's like, wow, well, what amazing stuff have you done in your evolution, your soul's evolution that you're not worthy of coming back? Yeah. Wow. You must be like the Dalai Lama. Well, we all want to escape, but that's the thing with, you know, living out, pitched out and never, never land operating from these supposed higher frequencies and higher dimensions. It's like, none of that even matters if you can't express it in the densest of dimensions. And that was the challenge. Take the Supreme being that you are and a creator being that you are into the densest, darkest third dimensional place where you forget who you are. You have absolute amnesia and you don't even know the power that you wield with your thoughts with your words and with your ability to flow into energy come in here and get it done and express that into the world so that things can change in a loving way yeah that's what you came for that's what i came for and it was a big job it was a big job we we knew before we came in what this was going to be about i am concerned though cuz i'd like you said at the very beginning like for a while there, it seemed like we were moving towards this unity. And then like, I don't know, I've just been feeling these lower vibrations of separation again. A lot of the energies are being hijacked and inverted. There are factions that want to keep it very separated. There are, and dark spirits and entities are real. So whatever is going on in the other dimensions goes on here. That's why spiritual attack is a real thing. But as much as the frequencies are rising, you know, and and we are consciously reaching for higher level frequencies as the planet gets hit with higher frequencies from the sun, which has been proven, those energies are being inverted and used to create more separation, to keep us dumb and numb. What do we do? Because I feel like the more people do become a higher vibration, that dark side's going to get more right aggressive in some way to come against us. So then it's remember who you are, right? I use the Bible a lot because (laughs) it, it, there's so many nuggets and teachings in there that aren't taught within the church. Absolutely. Literally Jesus said like everything I do, you can do too. And more, but the reality is people don't know that they have those abilities and they have those powers. So when the things are happening, where they're inverting, the darkness is getting interfering and whatnot. We have to remember what we came for. Mm -hmm. Like it is to hold the light. It is to anchor. It is to spread it. Don't get discouraged. Just remember Mm -hmm. who you are. You know, the Bible says work on your own salvation with fear Mm -hmm. and suffering. If you just change the inflection point in that text, it makes a whole lot more sense than the way it's taught work on your own salvation with that fear mm-hmm. <laughs> and that suffering, the programming of fear and suffering. If you can understand that 
you're not here to save everybody else. Oh, that's a good one. Save yourself, get out of fear, stop suffering, and that will reverberate and cause ripple effect because the people around you will see you're fearless. Mm -hmm. Opposite of fear is love. Fear is an ego program. Get rid of that. Now you can connect to spirit and everywhere you go, you're in the right place. You're led. Yeah. We're so like conditioned to live in fear. Everything is fearful. I mean, even the Bible, the way that it's been taught. Well, not if you read it, if you take what's been taught and don't really actually read it for yourself. I mean, it's all about fear. So we really do have to remove these layers. And yet the Bible over 360 times says fear not. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't be afraid and don't worry. It's just because they've changed a lot. Yes. To control people, you know, and that God is judgmental and God. No, no. God is creator. We were created in God's image, right? And in God's imagination. And it was spoken out. It was a thought. It was spoken out. That was how we're meant to live. Understand you think something, you energize that thing and you take action on that thing. It creates something in the world. It could be that it's just creating massive resistance and conflict from another. But in that, there's a lesson for your soul to grow. And still understanding loves the highest frequency. You combat all that stuff that goes on out there with love and kind of put the Pollyanna glasses on, not from a bypassing standpoint, but from the standpoint of seeing every individual at the heart of them, no matter how they're behaving as being pure love at the base of them energetically how can you hurt others? How can you lie to them? How can you cheat them when you know that's what they are? They're God too. I'm God. You're God. How can I do it? How can I do it to the animals? How can I ruin the planet when I know that's energy of God as well? And that's that place that we need to come to. It seems like a lot of work. It can happen, I guess, in a blink of an eye. I still have hope that there will just be a massive global insight that will make people go, Oh my God, I felt that one. And I'll never think the same way or behave the same way again. We've hit points like nine 11 was one of those points where for a moment, everybody unified through that tragedy. Right. Yeah. So what will it take? I don't know. Revelation says that there was silence in heaven when John was seeing his vision. That was the mystery of God. There was silence in heaven for 30 minutes. There was something that came in that he was not allowed to share in the book. And that was the mystery of God. So there's still mysteries. And I mean, if you live in this magical place anyways, right, you know that there's all these just cool, mysterious, how the universe pulled out. Yeah, like how'd that happen? There's there's magic when you tap it. Mm -hmm. But tapping it is supposed to be a natural way of living being in that zone versus being in this place where you're striving to be spiritual. You shouldn't have to strive. It's in you. It Mm -hmm. is you. (laughs) Yeah. And don't try to force that. I mean, there's been things that I've healed within myself over the past year where I'm like, my God, I thought I was so past that. I mean, I didn't even, why didn't I heal this years ago, but I didn't have the tools, right. Or I didn't have the space. You know, there's so many things that I still will probably heal. We all will. Layers. It's layered. Layers. Yeah. And always be open to that and never think that you're, you know, beyond that. Because I mean, just recently I've, I've felt like, 
not the dark night of the soul, but just I'm going through menopause all of a sudden. And, <laughs> and the one thing that I decided to do is I decided to shut out the rest of the world's like, oh my God, you're going to be crazy and you're going to be, you know, you're going to lose your shit and everyone's going to think you're nuts and you, sh- you got to do all these things. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit with this. I'm, I'm going to kind of embrace the fact that I'm moving on to this next stage in my life and that I will be coming the crone in my triple goddess, moving on to the next stage different, but is that bad? right? Is change bad. And I think that that's something that I've learned in this journey, that it is not, and that it's natural and it's actually beautiful. And so I've been trying to own this. You know what I learned in menopause? One of the the greatest (laughs) lessons that I've learned since being in menopause is that so much of my life prior so many of my decisions, so many of my relationships, so many of the things I called love was hormones. That's all they were. (laughs) Yeah. There were hormone immediate gratification driven experiences because now that there's that hormones aren't driving the bus. Yeah. You come from a higher level of understanding when you make your choices of who you spend time with and how you show up. But when everything's being run by chemicals in your body, (laughs) Oh, that's so interesting. You have a space now to come from soul rather than your hormones. Yeah. Rather than the biochemistry right. in your body. All right. That gives and me everything slowed. Down. I mean, when you're in menopause, everything just slows down. You're not like the foods that you were once attracted to that gave, they gave you a high, no longer do it for you. That's, right. Drinking think. is like, yeah, I, it doesn't interact anymore the same way because you don't have the hormones. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so interesting. A lot of women and men in the second half of their lives come to the spiritual awakening because the hormones aren't interfering. If you think about it, like it, that's, that's what prevented us from even going there. We're too busy out there partying and having fun and you know, hooking up with good looking booze and (laughs) And trying to like fill in this energy into places because we don't really know where to put it. Yeah. Without that biochemical reaction, without the hormones driving everything to make you feel a certain way. It's like, wow. Okay. Now I got to be really discriminating about where I spend my time, my attention, my focus. And now you've slowed down enough. You can you actually have the ability to feel in without it being some chemical reaction within your body, some physiological reaction. It's an actual, like, Oh, I have to feel this one. Okay. I have to experience this one. So it's kind of cool to be in menopause. Well, and that's why I kind of decided to be very present with this. And just, that's what my decision was, is I'm going to own this. I'm going to welcome it, embrace it. And I'm going to be present and very, you know, um, you know, just sitting with it and, and trying to understand what's happening within my body um, and meet my soul can meet this in a way that, that I'm going to experience rather than listen to what the world says it's going to be. You know, how much of our lives in our twenties and thirties and even forties are driven by sexual chemistry? Yeah. My children. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you think now, and you look back and what was, I think you weren't, it was your chemicals. (laughs) 
Oh, absolutely. And I look at my kids, you know, and they're so cute and the things they're going through and the way they're making decisions. And I can laugh about it. I can, I actually get joy in watching the younger generation and how it's so obvious looking at them now, what they're reacting to Mm -hmm. in their biochemistry and why they're doing the things they're doing. You know, we don't have the same hormone level that we did to where it's like, you know, you can get super excited over a song or over a band and you get all fan gaga and got to have the latest everything. We don't get there. We don't have those hormones triggering brain responses, but watching the kids do it, it's like, wow, huh? And and we thought all that was real. I I look at it and I think, man, you know, that's kind of cool that they get to experience that. And I got to experience it. It's also very cool to be in the maiden or the crone kind of place where it's like, I'm coming at it from a higher level of wisdom and experience now. So I can see what you're doing, but that stuff doesn't get to me. Why? Cause I don't have the hormones. Wow. What a cool thing. Right. God, I'm so glad that I'm awakened through this because yeah. I think I'm going to experience probably it much differently had I not been where I'm at. The old villages, they always had the sage. They, you know, they always had the high priestess. Mm-hmm. The woman, the older woman is who you went right, to. Right, you're right. Yeah. Because she yeah. was tapped in and and she had the wisdom, she had the stories. And even the older men, you know, in certain societies and cultures, you would go to the elderly because they held the wisdom. They weren't affected by their hormones. They could actually drop right into it. Uh, I love old people. I've always loved old people. Good, because we're them. (laughs) But because they have stories, they have so much wisdom, right? They have so much wisdom. Yeah. Gosh. Well, thank you, wise one. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) I really appreciate it. So tell us about your book and your website. You know, I think that what you're offering and this no nonsense is what we need. Just this raw truth about spirituality for those who are going through a spiritual awakening or they're trying to understand their own gifts or attacks or they want to become badass warriors right my book is good for that it's my memoir and it's called the crooked path to a charm life a clairvoyant medium's journey to embracing her spiritual gifts super long title i didn't call it that but that is the title it's available everywhere pretty much and it's available in all formats so paperback ebook and audiobook you can find it on my website or you can just go to Barnes and Noble or wherever else. Just Google it. Amazon. It's everywhere. And to find me, you just go to BernadetteGold.com. The biggest thing that I'm really focusing on right now, I've been running a program called Charm Life Mastery. It's all about connecting and doing the deep ego work. It's a group program where we dive deep for a year and clear all the blocks. And I teach the universal principles and laws and automatically you learn how to manifest your life from a very like conscious place and learn how to not let circumstances get to you. And I mean, my clients have amazing results. You know, the people that are in our group, especially this latest cohort, I mean, they've 10 times their income in a matter of months. They've repaired their marriages, they've healed their health and they're up to really big things. So that's, it's a high level program, not going to lie, but that's one of the, the amazing 
communities that I'm growing right now. And we've been doing that now for seven years. And then on top of it, I do, I do one-on-one, but like I, I work with people between three and six months at a time okay. to help them. So it transform. sounds like breaking a lot of like of those conditioned limiting beliefs to get yeah. to that place. Yeah, it is. But because I, because I'm a psychic when we're in live coaching and I do coaching weekly, um, when we're in live coaching, if something comes up for you and you can't nail it, you know, we don't have to have a lot of conversation and whatever <laughs> insights you get from whatever is channeled through, right. It's fast. Yeah. It's like counseling on steroids, literally whatever comes through for you, it will affect the rest of the class. And now it's time for break that shit down. There's one thing that I have learned all the years that I've been helping people. It doesn't matter your job title. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter where you came from. We all have the same issues and patterns and we're all living the same issues and patterns yes. at whatever level. Primal. <laughs> they really are. It's the stuff that needs to heal. And it's what separates us from our own intuition and connection to our higher selves. And out of that program, people's intuitions open. And their lives just blossom. And they get a lot of people will come to me when they're just in the midst of a dark night of the soul, or they've just awakened, or they're curious about it. And they're like, I know there's something more and I want my life to be more meaningful. And then they come in and they blast it. I mean, some people definitely come to me because they're like, I need to make more money. And it's like, okay, let's work on that. But in order to work on that, we have to deal with all the ego stuff. We have to deal with all the blocks. Players. And so- they get the money, but they get so much more mm. and their lives just change and their, the lives of everyone around them changes. So you can find all of that on my website. That is awesome. That, I just love it because basically it boils down to it's all the same, but yet, I mean, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It could be about money. It could be about your relationships. It could be about healing for yourself and all that in healing that it raises you up. It raises your vibrations. Everyone that comes in typically starts working on their money stuff. I always make them do self-worth at the same time. So they're doing all the work on money and self-worth because your self-worth affects your money. But in the self-worth issues, you're going to find all kinds of things and programs that you wouldn't find if you were just looking at what's my money blocks. So we go deep. I mean, this is not for the faint of heart. And it's kind of cool because the breakthroughs that happen, they happen so fast and they're lasting because you're having experience within a group container. It's what changed my life. And I wrote about it in my book, like this in my twenties, I went through massive trauma and had already experienced massive trauma in life. My daughter was molested when she was three and my life hit the skids. And I was like, universe, you need to teach me how to get beyond this. I can't live in this shock anymore. And if you don't, I'm going to literally put it to them. I'm going to kill myself and kill her because I'm all she has left. Mm. And they taught me and they taught me rapidly. And I learned how to manifest. Of course it was money first. Cause that was my thing too. Right. We got to survive. And then I started to go through all of the layers and I'm still doing it. This is life work. This is my work from 25 years ago, right? 30 years ago. I still am picking up programs that I didn't know existed because I, re I repeat it with my clients and, and mm -hmm. even too. at this age, I'm like, wow, you still have that thing. 
but everybody seems to have some level of self-worth issue. Uh, that's my issue. Definitely. That's my biggest one. And with money and I, and for some reason, I always find something else that will take priority over working on that. Yeah, no, if you can get your, your money stuff, because money is no different. It's no different energy than love. It's not a different energy than health. And it is definitely no different than anything else that we need on this planet. So people, because of the negative connotation with the financial system and the economic rulers of the world, we see money as bad. Money's just a piece of paper. There's nothing yeah. bad about money. Money won't hurt Getting you. Getting it so much. Yeah. It's the focus and importance that we put on money that mm-hmm. is the problem. Again, it's a belief system. So you're damaging yourself by not being able to have that amount of energy. The more money you have, the more energy you're flowing into your life. So mm-hmm. if you're needing to push it away, I'll bet you, you do that in other areas of your life as well. And I'm hundred percent thinking, yes, you're right. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's so funny is that I think I got so good at doing it, that the universe just supports it too. The universe can only say yes. The universe <laughs> always says yes. Like the universe never says no. It always says yeah. yes. It may not always deliver things the way you think it's supposed to be delivered, the universe will always say yes, especially to our most dominant thoughts. So you say, yeah. I don't like money. Money's dirty. Money's not needed. The universe goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to meet you, Bernadette. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. You too. Thanks for having me on. Hey, did you know that Sense of Soul now has a Patreon where you can get exclusive episodes, mini series that Mandy and I have been working on for a long time that we can't wait to share with you? Monthly readings, Sense of Soul sacred circles, workshops, behind the scene clips, and much more. Hop on Sense of Soul Patreon right now and sign up. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.